Hey folks, welcome to Paths to Restoration, the podcast about how spiritual formation can save us from digital formation. I'm Ed Szeski. I'm the author of Reconnect, Spiritual Restoration from Digital Distraction. And uh, before we get started today on today's podcasting topic, it's a solo solo show today. Uh, just a qu- few quick announcements, We're working through some um, interviews being set up soon. It's still all in the works. So I promise it's coming. Uh, also, my uh, two of my eBooks are still on sale, uh, Reconnect and Flee, Be Silent, Pray. They're $2.99 for Lent. So if you want to grab those and get a little bit of guidance, some ideas about how to pray, uh, now is a great time to, to jump on that uh, before that, that sale goes away. Uh, and you know, they, they don't discount my books very often. So <laughs> do it now. Uh, you know, my, if, you're, if you're on my email newsletter list, um, if you're not on it, you might want to join it. I've got a couple of things coming uh, some links I'll be sending out. Uh, there's a, a talk with like a special code. It's I gave to uh, the Downing House in Colorado. Uh, it's a great ministry. It's it's you know creating spiritual uh, space, right? It's it's spiritual formation. It's uh, you know just a, a great ministry for prayer that you know comes. I think you know from folks if you have a kind of an evangelical background, um, it's going to use kind of language and you know. Uh, just approaches that will feel f- familiar and comfortable. It's not going to be like going to like a Catholic retreat center, uh, which I've, I've done. Like I'm not dissing that, but if that, if going to like a Catholic retreat center, would feel like a, a, you know, kind of a stretch for you or feel uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Especially with spiritual formation stuff. I feel like we need to kind of start where we are. And, you know, Downing House is an incredible ministry that's, you know, doing that for folks right where they are. Um, so there'll be a talk that I, I did with them uh, I'll have a, a code you can use to, to listen to it. Uh, if you're on my email list, that's just go to edsuzeski.com and you can sign up for my email newsletter for that. Um, and also I've got some sermon, a sermon that I did last Sunday. Uh, that'll, that link will also be in my newsletter. Uh, wild, wild, like Holy Spirit, uh, you know, mystical theology stuff in the sermon. Uh, very, it was a very challenging sermon to write. And I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, I, I just felt like, as I was preparing it, that uh, I went to places that I, I hadn't expected, and I and I love that when you do a you know, sermon and you're just asking the Lord to lead you uh, along. Um, that that was a neat sermon to to both prepare and to to share. Uh, so I hope that you'll be blessed by that. Uh, so today I want to talk about the idea of waste, and you know I've been thinking about doing thematic stuff here uh, on the podcast and my newsletter on my blog, kind of, you know, picking like a theme each month and coming at it from different angles or just presenting it in different ways. Um, so we'll see if I can, if I can do that, but that, that feels like a little more sustainable to me. And I've just been thinking a lot about waste lately. Um, so here's, you know, something that, that I'll be sharing a little bit more in the newsletter, but I, I recently uh, just sat down uh, to write something that, you know, it just had been on my mind. There was, there was a an issue that had been on my mind and I thought, you know, this could be something that I could write, you know, really deeply about, get a lot of stuff out, get some really, you know, good research and maybe even pitch a magazine with an article and just golly, I never, I never pitch magazines with articles. <laughs> this could be a, a, a different experience for me. And as I got about a thousand words into it, I found that no, this is not something I would pitch to a magazine, and this is actually isn't something I'm really that interested in exploring any further. 
And, you know, from a like writing productivity, like making money standpoint, uh, that you could say that was a waste of time, right? You know, even though like any kind of writing is practice, you know, still is kind of a waste of time. It, it wasn't something worth pursuing. But on, on the other hand, it's like you don't know if something is worth pursuing unless you give it a shot, right? You have to really go for it. And more importantly, after I wrote those 1,000 words, the thing that had been on my mind, the thing that had been bugging me, and it had just been showing up all over the place, it just had been kind of stewing on it, uh, This, you know, these thoughts, they went away and they were resolved. It was kind of like I had a little basket I put them in and you know, once I took the time to put them in the basket, I put the lid on it and kind of sent it off. So, you know, there, you know, the, the idea of waste, right? <laughs> you know, it's actually that was incredibly beneficial for me, uh, both from just a mental health standpoint, from a uh, professional standpoint. My brain was kind of freed up to think about other stuff, but we need to be willing to do some wasteful things too. And I've I've been thinking about other ways too that you know we like you know, waste can be like really good for us in some ways, you know? So when you write a book and you do edits, I mean, you're just chopping stuff, right? Like I'm, I'm helping an author, uh, with a memoir right now. And, you know, I suggested, I mean, it was, I don't know, 130,000 words, maybe, uh, you know, I, I helped her get it down to 80,000. And there are some stories that I really liked that I had her cut, but for the most part, you know, it, it reads a lot easier and it's tighter and it, it all kind of holds together better. And if before it felt like there were a bunch of islands, you know, that you were like hopping around and, you know, you had to like figure out like, what's, you know, where are we going now um, with some of these stories? And, you know, they just didn't tie together as, as tightly. And she did an incredible job of just kind of, you know, tying together the stories that we kept and it, it just reads as a more cohesive narrative. But I mean, that I was making a big ask, right? I, I made a really big ask to delete a bunch of stuff and it could feel wasteful, but you know what? Like you have to kind of, as an author, I think you have to get that stuff out. You got to just, you know, write down whatever you think might go in the book. And I think maybe as you get more experienced as, a, as an author, you figure that out about what, what to include, what not to include. Uh, but, you know, it, it's still, it was really good for her, you know, to, to do that. You know, there's also like just the idea of like waste when when I do art that, you know, I'm using up these pastels and, you know, the more you layer the oil pastels, the, the deeper they, the, the painting looks and the more depth it has. And, uh, you know, the, the better, just the better it looks. And you've got to use like a ton of oil pastel <laughs> to do stuff. And, you know, just to make like a sky that's like blue and white and some little hints of pink and little hints of yellow, like you're just layering all these different shades of blue on top of each other. And it's, it feels a little absurd. It's like, do I really need to put this much, you know, oil pastel on the page to, to get a, just a blue sky with a couple clouds and, you know, but if you want those clouds to look kind of three-dimensional and puffy and, and vibrant, you've got to like do that work of like layering things up and you got to put the time in and, you know, so, um, and then, you know, you might get done the oil pastel in my case, and it looks pretty bad, <laughs> at least when I was, you know, really starting out, you know, so you use up all these oil pastels and, you know, just to make a, learn how to make a cloud. Right. And that's, that's the process though. And uh, we need to submit to that process, to that, you know, that challenge of, you know, growing and developing and, and failing. Um, so there's been failing for me when, 
you know, I'm learning to exercise and I can't, you know, maybe run as far as I'd like to. Um, and it feels like, ah, oh, like what a, what a waste, but you know, you're, you're building up on, on all that you're, you're building up endurance and strength. Um, prayer is another area where I feel like I've, you know, wasted a lot of time in the sense that, you know, I want that time that I pray to like count. I want it to be like good prayer time. And a lot of times my prayer times have been a struggle and, you know, it's been a process. And I feel, I feel like there are different seasons of mental health or spiritual health where it's been just more of a struggle than others. And there's still a, it's hard to see that there's still a value to keeping that practice in place, to keep having that regular silence every day, to having that regular awareness and attentiveness to God. Even if you feel like that, you know, maybe you're not making like the kind of connection with God that you prefer, you know, you're still doing the practice. You're still uh, keeping that time, that sacred space in your life. And, you know, you can still learn, you can ask questions. And, and so even in my, you know, prayer life, as I've asked, you know, kind of journaled through, you know, what's, what's hard about prayer right now? What's something that's hard to do, you know, and then I journal through that and I can figure out, okay, um, that prayer that was, you know, hard to do, it's, you know, tied to these different uh, things going on in my life or these things that I'm thinking about or worried about. Um, you know, there, there are, you know, there are, there are places you can go to explore those struggles. And so just because there is a struggle doesn't mean that it's not a, a worthwhile use of your time or a worthwhile experience. Uh, so, you know, in, in our, in our growth, in our spiritual health, um, you know, as we seek restorative practices, you know, creative practices that, you know, train us in kind of a longer vision of, of growth and development and formation, you know, all this stuff, uh, it requires waste. There's a wastefulness to it. And, you know, I think I'm underselling it by using the word waste. Um, so maybe we shouldn't use that word, but you know, when there's, when we think about, you know, what we're producing or what we're getting out of it, you know, we can make a mistake of undervaluing that the value of the practice of, of learning things of doing things imperfectly and, uh, maybe not getting the results that we want, you know, earlier on in the process. So that's, that's all I've got for you today. And uh, hopefully in the next week or two, we'll have some, some interviews with guests and uh, we'll also keep up the, the weekly uh, check-ins and just keep, keep up with this, these themes of, of wastefulness. And I'm also working on some, some ideas for the coming weeks about conversations uh, because I think conversations are going to be really important right now as we uh, get vaccinated and, and open up, uh, you know, after the coronavirus passes, you know, we got to start thinking about making those kinds of connections again and, and that their role in our, in our restoration and spiritual growth. So thanks for dropping by. Have a great day.